and welcome back to another episode of Fizzy Fixations with our guest star Amanda Fagan, who is a singer-songwriter, also someone who is a playwriter actually from Google. I did I didn't I didn't look anything up beforehand, Amanda. <laughs> um, hello, hi, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um. To jump, just jump into questions. I was always curious. Why did like you start creating music? Um. Well, when I was little, I was a huge fan of Taylor Swift. Uh, probably around first grade, I started listening to her music, and I that made me want to sing. Um, but probably I didn't get into songwriting until middle school, and that's also when I learned how to play instruments as well. And then I got into playwriting in my eighth grade year when i had my hamilton phase so oh we love the hamilton phase yeah what was uh what was one of your favorite songs from taylor swift oh man there's so many great ones even before uh she re-recorded red all too well has always been one of my favorites i also just love the entirety of the speak now album because that was the first album i listened to back in 2011 oh my so, god yeah yeah <laughs> I think for me, I used to full blast, like, just the one song, which was You Belong With Me, like, oh, when I was, yeah. like, six, seven years old, just crying to it, but I didn't even know what it meant at the time. I was just like, uh, this, this, I, I feel it. I feel it in my bones that this means something to me. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, yeah, that song's great. Um, You said that you started songwriting in eighth grade, right? Yeah, about that time. Um, was that like when you first released original songs or you kind of wrote it in your room kind of under the wraps? Um, I ha I didn't start releasing till um 2020. So, yeah, in 8th grade it was just in my room. I I got a ukulele around Christmas time of my 8th grade year and I started messing around with it and trying to make songs with the few chords I knew, but yeah. Um, I when you talked about your ukulele, I remember watching one of your older videos released in 2019 um, from when you performed, like, in more public audiences, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did did that ever, like, scare you just to, like, be able to perform in front of all those people? Uh, I, I still do get nervous performing in front of people, but, yeah, I was especially nervous back then because I had been in, like, my uh, middle school... Um, I'd been in middle school, like, worship band, and then in my freshman year of high school, I was in high school choir, so I was used to, like, somewhat performing, but only in groups, like, band or choir settings, so when I started doing those gigs around town, I used to play gigs around the county, or honestly, w one time I even played a gig in Northern California, because I'm from SoCal, uh but those by myself were a lot more nerve-wracking thankfully i had my friend um my friend grace was there with me for most of them but it was still pretty nerve-wracking not having a lot of people around you you can kind of blend in when there's more people you don't have to worry as much about messing up but i it was nice to have at least one friend with me <laughs> I, I can hardly imagine like I've seen like some of your covers where you're like uh uh with like the Lovejoy covers and then also your dream not dream SMP stuff your Christmas uh, albums released like all your songs that you released in December of I think 2021 it's 2022 right yeah 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 um you're uh you said Grace Grace is the person that played keyboard right 
Yeah, Grace is, uh, she's my music producer and she plays keyboard in pretty much all of my songs. Also, we've been friends since I was born because our parents knew each other before uh-huh. I was born. But she's a few years older than me, so she likes to joke, I've known you for your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That seems like such a great friendship to be able to just, like, grow with them. Yeah, she's great. Um... Speaking of growing, do you like, do you know when like you realize, oh, wow, my music is like reaching out to like all these people where it's like your all your original songs started being heard? Was there a specific point in time or did it just like slowly rise? Well, um, I remember the summer of 2020, I started releasing music on YouTube, not through streaming services, um, but just posting covers or some original songs. And they, I got like a couple hundred views and I eventually got around a hundred subscribers and I was so ecstatic. Uh, but then things kind of slowed down until late 2020, November 2020. That was when I made my first Dream SMP song. And for the first week, it had about like 200 views, about the same as some of my other videos. And so I didn't think it was going to explode or anything. And then one day I was at school a week after it had been released and it just started exploding with notifications, my phone, so many notifications <laughs> and thousands of views per day for several weeks. I was so shocked. And I remember freaking out when like Precious Jewel Moore mentioned me in a tweet on Twitter. And it's pretty funny because now we're pretty good friends. <laughs> but back then I was just fangirling. <laughs> oh my god, I can completely understand fangirling over like someone that's like wow you never thought that you'd be able to like talk to them or have them interact back with you yeah it's it's a crazy feeling did you ever like like why did you want to get into dream smp music when you did though oh uh, well i personally have always been a total nerd and like fangirl for different fandoms and such and that year i had started writing marvel songs and i thought well i'm really into marvel so i'm just gonna write about things i'm into and then when dream smp came along and i got really into that i thought well why not write a song about this because i'm really into this and it worked out with the marvel stuff so i thought why not it was fun and it 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 turned out good so (laughs) oh do you have any like personal favorite song from like all the dream smp music that you've made Oh yeah, my um my friend Grace and I we always whenever we get asked this question, we always say uh bittersweet. It's the song about Jack Manifold's character. It actually turned a year old yesterday, which is crazy. Yesterday, that's yeah. oh my god. Yeah, I just I love that song so much because uh it was the first song that was noticed and also we completely speed ran that song. We did it in 4 days during a week of school where I had so many tests and like Grace and I stayed up till 4am like almost every night that week to crank it out really fast and I think it turned out really good for the amount of time it took us and I just really loved the lyrics and melody of that song especially the overall vibe of it and then Jack Panifold's mentioned it several times too on stream so that's pretty cool but... (laughs) That's awesome. I've um I've heard Bittersweet before. I think I was there for like the release date of it. Um my favorite one that I used to like play a lot was Monsters. The one oh, with Ranbu. Awesome. I that one was like one of my favorites that I listened to and then Cat and Mouse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those I've heard a lot of people say they really like Monsters. And Cat and Mouse, that one was 
really fun to make. Uh, Grace and I wanted to try something new. I told her, let's play around with different genres. So I wanted to go for more of an electronic feel and play around with the types of keyboards and drums. So that was really fun. It was a really fun experiment. <laughs> I was curious how long that one took because I felt like you based it on the lore of what happened, right? Of like Dream chasing Tommy throughout um the SMP or like they thought it was like a vision or something. Yeah, um, I think it took a couple of weeks because I remember some lore came out and I thought this could be interesting. And so I jotted a few ideas down, but didn't really think much of making a song yet. And then another stream happened and I thought, okay, this is a really good idea. I think I'm going to make a song out of this lore. And I think it was probably like a few weeks uh, we worked on it and then released it. I feel like releasing songs, I wouldn't know because I I feel like I'm tone deaf, but um, for like releasing songs in a couple weeks, is that not fast? Is that not like re like really quick to like just make a song, produce it, get the art for it and then release? Um, I, I think some people would probably say it is pretty fast. I, I like I think the songs that I do spend more time on, uh, they they often do sound better, but sometimes we're able to get good quality fast it's just if we work longer and harder during the days those few days or few weeks that we're working on it i think it could sound just as good as something that you spend a month or so on it just depends how many hours you're putting in like for example the bittersweet song we were working like eight hours probably at least a day on it maybe more and like when in uh or versus a song that maybe we spent a few months on, we maybe work on it eight hours a week or something. So I guess it just depends on your time management and how you spread stuff out. That's like crazy, the, the time, time management. I'm pretty bad at scheduling, but do you juggle school with like, Phil, like uh, as of now, do you juggle school with like your creation of music and stuff? Yeah, I'm I'm actually really blessed right now because I only have to go into school um for in-person classes three days a week and I only have to stay till like uh one thirty ish, so it's pretty good and it's easier to balance stuff with not as much school because it's my senior year, so I got pretty much all of my credits done but a few. Uh, but last year when I was a junior, it was really hard because I was taking so many AP classes and I had five days of school a week and I was at school till pretty late. So it was, it was, it was hard juggling it, but it was, I think it was nice when I did online classes, it wasn't as too bad. But when, once we had to go in person again, it was, it was a bit crazy my junior year, but you you yeah. took AP classes while you released me because isn't that like 20 wait isn't that like 2019 2020 when you did, did that and you were releasing music still at the same time yeah it was it was 2020 early 2021 um yeah I was taking AP bio AP literature oh, and bio AP, yeah <laughs> and AP, yeah I was taking several APs and it was just Bio was the worst by far. I remember during uh, one week I was working on a song. I had an AP bio test that week, and that was a crazy week. I do. I discovered I don't like science after taking AP bio. I mean, I got an A minus in the class overall, but it was a. It was definitely a struggle. <laughs> I would assume so with like all. I took one AP class my junior year, and I just could not take it anymore. I didn't even. 
I didn't pass the AP exam though. Did wait? Did you? No, <laughs> I'm not the best. Uh, I I wasn't great at. I don't think I understood how different an AP test would be from base versus a normal class test. So I prepared about as much as you would for a normal test and realized, no, this is insane. So I, I didn't pass those. <laughs> but I, I got the GPA points, so that was good. <laughs> I mean, GPA points is good enough for like colleges. Like you don't, they don't even like look it like it's good for extra stuff. But if they see your GPA good enough, then they're like, OK, you're pretty good, a pretty good student. So yeah, it works out either way. <laughs> it works out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, jumping back to like an old topic, you talked about like working hard on stuff and you being a Marvel like fan. I wanted to talk to you about the Stark the Musical that you like wrote and produced and like released, right? Yeah. So basically at the beginning of lockdown in early 2020, I I had been a I was a huge Marvel fan during the Infinity War Endgame era. I was over the top a fan of marvel i was crazy people at school were like oh gosh it's her she's coming <laughs> back uh, but when lockdown started i thought i would just binge all my favorite movies and stuff and i was also really into musical theater i had a phase where in 2018 i was super into musical theater part of 2019 then took a break and then 2020 just got back into it again so i thought well since we're on lockdown and we have nothing to do pretty much other than do online classes and sit around at home i thought why not try to make some marvel songs and then those songs grew into a musical and i posted them on youtube all my songs i had and i, I think yeah in summer of 2020 a news station did a small story on it and I remember I remember being so excited about it but then it kind of died down for a while uh I I posted about it once in a while still but the views kind of died down and it didn't really get picked up by anybody so I thought oh well I'll just move on to dream SMP stuff because I think this is fun now and that was fun while it lasted but then in December of 2020, a producer from New York reached out to me and he said that he had seen my Marvel songs and my musical and he was really interested and wanted to sign me and work on it with me and hopefully get it to Broadway one day. So we've been working on it ever since and we're calling it currently Stark the Musical, a tribute to the MCU. Uh, but it's been really fun, and I actually had a meeting about it this morning, so I've been working on that very much lately, especially the past two months. I've been doing a lot of work on that in the background. That is insanely cool, just, like, knowing that you wrote this, just, like, was it, like, more for fun, right? And then you just yeah. thought, oh, my God, this is, like, doing really well. Like, even if it didn't get, like, picked up, just that feeling of, wow, they noticed it. Like, isn't that, like, yeah. exhilarating knowing that, like, people see, notice all your music and stuff like that? Yeah, that was so cool to me because, personally, like, the one thing I care about the most about music creation is just... I like having my music heard by people. I just think it's so cool when people comment things saying that they really relate to a song or a song really helped them. I just, I love it when people can just hear my music. So when I was making that all for fun, it was cool seeing people comment, oh, wow, I love Marvel. This made me so happy and stuff. And it was nice that people could just relate to my love of Marvel through the music. So. <laughs> 
you talked about um loving people relating to your music my friend because uh i was talking to him about uh like the interview so we started listening to some of your old music and he started crying to one of your old songs called blue oh yeah or um actually um i'm i'm working on that one's gonna be the next one we i release I've I've I hinted about it in my st I announced it in my stream the other day, uh. But I haven't posted about it on social media yet. Yo. But yeah, I've been working <laughs> on that. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh yeah, we were just like, cause all your some of your older original songs, like because I wanted to kind of like go throw back and like learn about like some how you started like releasing the music and your old songs like are really I guess personal level like it's kind of like you can relate to it very easily and it's something that you can understand with like the singer right yeah yeah a lot of those songs that are i have a few on youtube uh my older ones from 2019 from those gigs uh but i remember my freshman year i went through like a hard time mentally and it was kind of therapeutic writing songs about my feelings so i just the the second semester of my freshman year i wrote so many songs uh blue was one of those songs and so those songs are really close to me and so whenever people say that they relate to them or they just love hearing those old songs it makes me really happy because yeah they're a lot more personal do you have any like songs that you just decided never to release but you made you worked really hard on or like you just made for fun and you said no nah, this doesn't feel like i should release it I definitely, I have a lot of songs that I haven't released or produced at all, but I, I probably release them someday. There's somewhere I'll write a song and there's something off about it. I don't know if it's the melody I don't like or I don't like some of the lyrics. I think they could be better. I'll put them aside into a folder and just come back to them someday. But I don't think there's any songs where I was, I was in production with them and turned back on them. I think I usually like everything to be kind of fixed before I go to the production stage. But one example of that would be my most recent release, Clear Your Conscience. I wrote that song about a year ago and I loved the song, but there was one, there's like a few lyrics and verse in the chorus that I didn't like the rhyme scheme of it. I thought it didn't rhyme as good as it could have. So I just put the song away for a long time and forgot about it. And then one day I found it uh, about a few months ago and realized, oh, wait, this is the perfect rhyme that would fit there. And then I decided, OK, I like the song now. <laughs> Let's record it. It but, is such yeah. a good song. Um, Thank you. You like I've never like looked into this, but do you make the art for your um, like songs or like do you subtitle everything or do you have someone? Um, I do all the video editing, so I like subtitle them and such. And I, and when I do music videos, I um, edit those. But I like to commission artists for my songs to do the cover art. Um, oh, sorry, one sec. My computer just went dark. All right, there <laughs> You're we go. Good. Um, yeah, I like to commission artists for songs. Sometimes I use the same artist. Sometimes I like to try somebody new. Uh, I just I love commissioning art. I remember in my freshman year, I got on Instagram and found all these really cool artists I liked. And I remember saving up my, like any money I made from like tips to buy art commissions. I just thought it was the coolest thing. So now I'm able to since I um, since my music has become sort of my job, which is so awesome, I'm able to afford to commission music for songs, which is so fun. I love 
I love scouting out artists on Instagram and Twitter and reaching out to them. So it's so fun. That's great. All the like underappreciated artists you could um, say like because they always try to look for new commissions and I feel like they need to get that more outreach. So that's pretty cool that you're able to like re- um talk to them. Yeah. Um, You talked about the song Blue that you mentioned a bit on your Twitch uh why did you decide to start streaming on twitch because like it was kind of new and then you started streaming i think march of last year yeah so like, um well no, go i on, started sorry. on it's okay i started on youtube at first because i liked to watch twitch but i didn't really know how it worked so it was kind of daunting to me and i wasn't sure if i wanted to figure out how it worked and i had been on youtube for a while so i started streaming on youtube uh, but I believe fall, September of last year, I decided to do YouTube and Twitch. And for some reason, most of my YouTube viewers uh, migrated to Twitch. And then I got a bunch of other viewers on Twitch. I just started getting more viewers on there. I was really surprised because when I would ask, when I would put up polls, a lot of people said they'd probably watch YouTube more. But it just, I got, I received better feedback on Twitch. I still do stream on YouTube though sometimes. Um, I like to play on Precious Jewel Amore's Minecraft server on YouTube because that was one of the first uh, streaming series I started uh, back in March or April of 2021. So I still do that, but I do most of my music and other stuff on Twitch now. Um, do you like want to like stream more games on Twitch or is it kind of like also another way to like get your music out there? Um, well, I started is using Twitch for more music based, but now I kind of do a variety of things because I think it's fun to just sit and chill with chat and get to know um, just, you know, small talk. It's 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 a nice little hobby. I think it's nice that I can promote my music through it, but also it's fun getting to play some of my favorite video games and have an excuse to do it and Oh, I'm being responsible. I'm streaming. <laughs> I'm promoting music, but I'm also just playing video games. I'm doing like my job. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Uh, did you have any like specific memorable moment from streaming on Twitch or from YouTube? Um, I I love streaming Minecraft with a bunch. I've gone to stream Minecraft. I got to do a tournament um on YouTube. Two tournaments. One was for uh. The Cancer Research Institute was a charity a Bed Wars tournament. And oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You were you were in that one, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, and even though my team did not do that great, it was really cool getting to know people and raising money. And I actually raised quite a bit of money, so that was pretty cool. And seeing how everyone did overall, I think we made over $10,000 or something. That was yeah. so awesome. And then I actually met somebody through my team, and she made another tournament a few months later called Sheep Games, which was like a squid game tournament parody, and it was so well-developed, and since we had been teammates, she invited me to be in it, and that was really fun, because she made it with her boyfriend, and together they were just like a power duo and they made such a cool server i think she designed and coordinated everything and he was like really into coding so it turned out really good but those were two moments i i really liked i also just love how i've been able to be involved in like other 
YouTubers and like singer songwriter streams. It's it's a lot of fun. That's nice to hear. I love I love the power duo arc where they're just yeah. able to make so many good tournaments and stuff from it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, one last question that I wanted to ask you. Um, you don't have to if like you're kind of uncomfortable with it. But did you ever get like backlash from creating songs for the Dream SMP? Because I know that when you're in like this the Dream SMP fandom, it's kind of like you're playing the risk of people not liking the song or people saying that, oh, you are just using this for like clout or you want to gain followers from this. But what's like your opinion on it or what what has happened to you from it? Well, I've gotten like a little, I, I, thankfully I haven't gotten too much hate on it. I've gotten a few comments once in a while where people will, um, they'll just be like, oh, Dream SMP sucks. Or like, oh, I hate Minecraft <laughs> and like spam angry emojis or whatever. But I don't get too many of those, thankfully. I, I don't think I've ever gotten comments about people thinking I'm using it for clout. I have heard of other people dealing with that. But if I did get comments like that, I those probably wouldn't bother me as much because I I know that I'm doing it because I love Minecraft and I've I've I was back I was into MCYT when I was like eight nine ten years old, um and then I've I've played Minecraft since I was eight and I just I love it it's so much fun so it, those comments probably wouldn't really affect me much but. Yeah, when I get rude comments where people are mad that I wrote about Dream SMP or they think Minecraft is quote unquote cringe, those I I pretty much brush those off because I I, I realize yeah it's probably some angry kid out there that l prefers Roblox or something <laughs> or Fortnite or they don't like Minecraft and so they're gonna not like the song and that's fine they don't have to like the song they don't have to like Minecraft but yeah I I get a lot of nice comments so even the mean ones. For every mean one, I get like a hundred nice ones. So I just try to focus on those and not let them get me too down. I love Roblox. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, Roblox and Fortnite. No hate to them, but yeah. Um. Other than that, uh, I w this is a question that I normally ask, and especially since you're a singer and songwriter, what's one of like your favorite songs or like singers as of right now? Like, what have you been like listening to on repeat? And you cannot count your songs or <laughs> oh man that's a that's a tough one i have i go through phases where i listen to different singers or genres a lot i like to listen to a lot of different i remember for a while i was really into alternative rock and obviously i listened to a lot of love joy and listen to some paramore um but i've, I've also one band i've i always go back to is the oh hellos i love their folk music it's so good uh, but currently I've been listening to probably a lot of musical theater, uh, just a bunch of different soundtracks and such. I've been listening to some of the golden age era musicals from like the sixties. It's, I, it's interesting cause I love music from like the sixties, like all the orchestras and stuff. Uh, but it's, but there's some other elements and such that I don't like as much about older songs, but also, I've been listening to probably some uh, retro music, like 80s. Oh. My my mom, especially, she loves 80s and 70s rock. And just, like, all the synth songs, those are so fun. But, yeah, I listen to a bit of everything. I like to switch between all of those. But, and obviously pop, because I make pop music, and <laughs> I like listening to pop. 
but I think it's nice listening to a variety of genres so you can try new things and think of learn about different elements how like oh uh like alternative rock tends to use these instruments more and oh when you're doing folk music you would use these instruments more so it's kind of fun exploring those all the time yeah that that helps me expand my variety of music because i mainly listen to only pop and (laughs) just musicals so that's good um before we end i would like you to shout out like anyone that's like supported you for a long time you can shout out like as many people as you want to like in a span of like 10 seconds shout out as like the people that's been there since like the very beginning or been there like now and like is still supporting you and then shout out on your channels all right um well i if i had to choose somebody to shout out i'll choose grace uh a Grace or Capillus on YouTube. She started uh, putting out piano covers on her old uh, piano, so that's really cool. And she's great. Um, and my YouTube is Amanda Fagan. My Instagram is Amanda Fagan Official, as well as my TikTok. And my Twitter is Amanda Fagan underscore. And my Twitch is Amanda is Live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. And I'll, whenever, whenever this gets released, uh, I'll see you guys all for the next Fizzy Fixations. Bye. Bye.